0: This is jade and cassie so we are going to do a little um like mini podcast yeah. because i basically um i was visiting my parents this weekend and my mom okay so my mom works for cassie and i at CrowdSurf, and she does billing my mom did not grow up with technology that we did and uh she loves her printer loves her printer like the crowd surf cost for paper in our Virginia satellite office, as she calls it is sky high because my mom uses so much paper. Um, we recycle it, but she does use it. And so she loves printing emails and just everything. And so whenever there is a article or anything on the internet about Cassie or I, she prints it and like saves it. So she, um, I was in town. So a recent article that came out, she printed and gave me a copy as well. Aww. And of course, my first like reaction is like, mom, why did you have to print this? I already read it. Like, she said, well, I just thought you did want to have it. So, but then I'm sitting there and I started, like, I reread the article and I was thinking, wow, this is a really well done article. And it's an article that Cassie and I wrote about um, seven things I wish I knew before starting my music business. And this was uh, published by Industry Infiltration. And I just, I reread it. uh, And I was like, this is something I think we should talk about on the podcast. So I'm just going to, you might hear my papers wrestling, but I'm just going to go through every point and read it. And then me and Cassie can kind of discuss it. All right. So let's start with number one. Potential clients will always want the bro deal, even if you're not friends and you're actually a woman. It is totally okay not to be a bro and to say no talk about the bro deal
1: Cassie um you know I think everyone's always wants to a, a lot of people make friends with people in the music industry because they want something out of other people and True. this and this I think sort of embodies that kind of culture It's like mm-hmm. oh I made friends with you before I wanted to hire you so you need to give me a deal now yeah. and you know the thing that this this bothers me for a lot of reasons because I think if all of us music industry people, stopped asking each other for deals we'd all probably make more money and actually make the amount of money that we all should um you know like wow but
0: that was a um, mind-blowing angle I didn't even think of that
1: no because like we all like try to cut each other you know like we all do like what the government did to songwriting or like what DSPs did to you know master recordings and, and publishing royalties we we keep trying to make it as low as possible. And that's just like the mentality of the music industry is to try to cut everyone's prices down as much as possible in terms of payouts to each other. And that really creates like a a tight, competitive ecosystem. And it makes it so that everyone's making less money than they should. And I just I don't, you know, I'm, I think uh, us people in the music business work really hard. And I think that, We should all like be advocating for people to get paid more versus trying to talk them down and and getting them paid less.
0: Will you please follow this podcast up with a full op-ed piece?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Okay. Number two, karma is real. It is. Don't ever worry about revenge. When somebody does you wrong, the universe takes care of all things without you lifting a single finger. Damn, that is true. It
1: it's really true. is. And I think like time and age and experience teach you that because I think when you're younger and you have something bad happen to you, it's you like wanna wanna make it right, wanna make it even because you like want to you want to be kind to yourself and that's like sort of a natural instinct that you feel to sort of make even the playing field, because you're like, you're looking out for you. You know, I get why people feel that way. But over time, you realize that, like, you don't have to do anything. Like, it always, it may be a couple weeks, it may be a couple years, it may be a decade, but, like, you realize one day that everything really did happen for a reason. And, like, that person, the decision they made that was sort of bad karma or bad towards you, that decision does come back and impact them, in a negative way or you know that some or you see something happen to them and you're like you know they probably realize now that the decision they made back then and how it hurt me they're kind of going through the same thing and they I think that they have perspective and understand why you know that probably wasn't the best you know thing for them to do at one point but you you just you see it you see it play out like over time you really do yeah
0: And uh, I always kind of look at it in the way of like, you know, if this person that I've worked with has done, you know, has made a lot of bad choices, meaning like choices that hurt other people or don't respect other people, or they're just greedy or they're doing, they're not, they're not doing honest work. Knowing that that person has that pattern, they cannot get away with it forever. Because eventually like people like Cassie and I, who have put our heads down really focus number one before anything else, doing the best work we can. Granted, it was not any sort of overnight success. We still feel very not up to our potential in success, to be honest, but we've gotten here and we've stayed around this long because we focused on the work and it's like the work hard, be nice mentality. Um, and we're just here to, you know, get ahead, but also bring others with us. And I think that's really key. And if you do that, other people will grow with you, and you'll have a strong force around you. But you know, if you cross people like, and you continue to do that, like eventually, like somebody's gonna call your bluff, and you're gonna end up probably not, you know, succeeding. Essentially,
1: yeah. So, hundred percent, it always comes back around, and back around. I'm old now, so I've seen it.
0: That that's the thing. Like we're older. You know, we, like, we've both been in the music industry for probably 15 years, and I don't know if I, you know, we would have had this same perspective even five years ago, but no, it's, uh, it all kind of, we're starting to see it.
1: Yes. And it's for nice. Sure. <laughs> well, just, it just makes you, I don't know, it makes you a little less stressed when bad things happen, because yeah. you just, you'd have faith in everything of sort of playing out the way it's supposed to.
0: All right, number three, great work and product are more important than some random person you meet at a networking event. If you have to choose between a party and staying home and working and making your product better, pick the product. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, hear, I mean, look, there's like, there is an art to creating relationships. Yes. In this world and, and in, in in the world in general, not just the music industry world. And that obviously people that you're kind to, or you have a connection to may bring you business or may choose to do business with you as opposed to somebody else. Like that, that's fine. You know, but you know, if you're in the music business or in entertainment at all, or maybe even other fields, you understand the concept of like the networking event, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and not to down everything, but
1: There are so so
0: many people you see that will go out every night and instead of spending, like, they don't wait till the job is done to go out because they think that their success is going to be brought on by one key meeting when they haven't even stayed home to make the product great. And that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like what you do is once you have a great product and you go out and you don't have to just talk about something that might be you can put the product out there and people will see that. And that's when you start meeting people.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, again, like I kind of, you know, I could see how, what that, you know, what that, you know, sort of context or that quote could be taken out of context. Yeah. Um, you know, I do think that, you know, it is important to be social in your business. And I do think that like, if your client has a show or an event, I think it's important to go out and be supportive, but you know, something that I think is kind of ingrained in people, especially when they're young and trying to get into the music business is there's all these random parties and you, you know, they imply that like you should go and network and that's how you're going to, you know, get jobs and meet people. And sometimes you do meet people that way. Like that's, I don't, I don't fault that, but like, it's, it, it it would be better to first have something amazing that you're doing or something great to talk about and then go to those parties and, and it's if not you're
0: weighing the value of your time.
1: Yes, for sure. And, um, you know, for me, and I think it depends on who you are too. Like for me, yeah. I'm like parties and networking, like in that sort of setting is not where I thrive. I'm better, like I'm much better at like a one-on-one meeting, like going to somebody's office or going to lunch or going to have coffee or something. That's just like, I'm better at doing meetings in that kind of setting versus striking up conversations with new people at you know, at a party, I'd rather like, reach out to somebody on email somebody new and, you know, say that I'd love to, you know, have a meeting with them and explain, you know, why that would be valuable for both of us and set it up that way versus, you know, trying to track that person down at a loud party, and they're not going to remember you anyway. So that it's just, uh, I think it depends on who you are. But that's like, you learn over time, sort of where your strengths are in terms of communicating and spending time with People in the music business lie.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, too, like there was a time where both of us, because we were kind of taught that, like went to so many events. And then we eventually realized, like, nobody that's better than us, like, nobody that's at a higher level than us is here to help us enhance our career. It was all people at our level or lower.
1: You yeah. know, a lot For of sure. like
0: things that are going on. So, okay, number four. Don't take anything too seriously. We're not working on an operating table, but sometimes the stress can make you feel that way. And what I always say, it's only rock and roll.
1: (laughs) It's true. It is only rock and roll. But uh, I think that I I see a lot, you know, I get very stressed sometimes and I see a lot of my colleagues and friends and other people in this business get really, really stressed. And, you know, it, it really, there are much, more stressful jobs that really do, you know, impact people's life and death or um, well-being. well-being, mental health, um, that sort of thing. And, you know, that's, we're just here to entertain. We're not here to, you know, we're not going to do anything to anybody that's going to, it's going to kill them or me or be a matter of life and death and save their lives. And I just, I think sometimes perspective is really good when we're all hanging out and being really stressed about what we're doing.
0: Yeah. Cause uh, I mean, every day, every day I have a moment where I'm like, are you kidding me? Like what? And then you're like, okay, chill out. It's it's all going to be like today, April, April's sitting here. She's listening. April's our producer. She has, she been having some uh, technical audio problems with some of the things going on with podcast, which is like fine. And I haven't said a damn thing about it. Then you can do it. It's fine. You know, and so today, I'm like April. The whole staff would like you to pick up Starbucks, which she's usually so happy to do. And she <laughs> she sent me a crying emoji, and I was like, "Why are you?" She's like, "I already went to Starbucks." And I was like, "April, if you get here by 4:30 or five, it was with our Starbucks. That would be great. If you don't, the world will keep spinning." <laughs> And it's fine. And I can tell she was just so stressed because she's like me. She wanted to do a really good job for the person that was employing her. But at the same time, I was like, yo, I, I really don't care that much. It's fine. So I had to give her that that little lesson today. know. Um, number five, there will always be somebody that owes you money. Oh, yeah. A lot of people and companies do not pay their bills on time or at all. Anticipate it and prepare accordingly.
1: Yes. Um, I would say that our accounts receivable, and what that term means is like how much money is owed to you that's like past due. Um, so our accounts well, the accounts receivable is just money owed to you, it may not always be everything past due, but our accounts receivable that's past due is always at least in, or I mean, it's always a six figure number. Um, it's, well, it's just. And it has
0: been for years and years and years.
1: Yeah. So it's just kind of. Um, I think to most normal people, they'll be like, oh my gosh, that's insane. And I think when we started, we didn't realize sort of like the delay in getting paid sometimes. When we
0: started, I didn't think we thought we would even like bring in a six-figure number.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably that too. So it's it's just kind of um, – it's normal, but you don't realize it's normal until like you're in it and – You have to learn to prepare for it. So I just always, whenever somebody's, you know, starting off or is an independent contractor or that sort of thing, I just always like to be like, heads up, people run really behind on paying and sometimes they completely ghost you and don't pay at all. So just be prepared. And I will say like,
0: since when we were a very young company and had just a few clients and, you know, when somebody wouldn't pay you, it was detrimental to paying your rent. I mean, it's very public knowledge now that I have been repossessed, like, you know, had eviction notices, eating the ramen noodles, um, because of that, now that I'm in a position better financially, like I make an effort to pay all of our vendors in two to three days. Cause I'm like, I know that this is like, I really know this is a kid who's in college, who's struggling and like getting them that money is like my, uh, of utmost importance to me. So yeah, if you're we like, if you're, if you're a company that pays vendors, you know, work on that karma.
1: Yes, it means a lot. to People People feel good when they get paid fast, too. You know, like, it it makes a really big difference in terms of the morale and, like, you know, people are more excited to work for you if they know that they're going to get paid in less than a week. It's just...
0: I'm more excited to work for people if I know I'm going to get paid.
1: Yeah, or if you just know it's consistent, you just always know, like, this person always cuts this check at this time of the month, and it's going to, you know, and they do it electronically, and I never have to worry about it. That just makes
0: it's so important that like, if, if a client is even maybe a little more difficult or going through something that's really busy at the moment, I still feel less stressed and less, you know, angry about maybe being in a super stressful situation or something that maybe they're being difficult on knowing that, you know what, it's fair game because they're paying for it. You know, like that's a big deal to me. So
1: yeah. And what do you have to like chase your checks? That's just it really kind
0: of when you have to I chase mean, your look, checks, it we, really
1: creates a strain on your relationship with your vendors. No, and- it
0: really, really does because nobody wants to talk about money. I don't want to talk about money. Seriously, it's worse. And uh, when we started, I mean, you know, we started. It was just me and Cassie. I think we had like finally we hired one assistant, and we had a lot of interns for a long time because that was like our workforce. Um, we hired a lot of them, but um, I personally ran the billing for years years and years and probably six or seven years. Um, and it was awful. And then eventually we started having an assistant do it. And then now we have two full-time people that just handle that, you know, because the company is is larger and that's kind of where it is. So God bless Benny and Amy Beth. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> All right. Number six, have a hobby, a hobby that doesn't involve music or a computer. It's important. Cassie, what's your hobby?
1: Um, liking turtles. Liking
0: turtles. Is that a hobby?
1: <laughs> it's my hobby. Um, That's a
0: hobby.
1: Yeah. No, I, I mean, I like anything to do with the water. I like boats. I like swimming. I like, you know, be in the water or on the water without a phone. That's like my favorite <laughs> yeah. place to be. It, it just kind of recenters me. I like nature too. I know you don't like nature, but I really I like like nature. This- <laughs> I just like like being like and I, when I say I like hiking, and when I say hiking, I'm not like one of those people who has like one of those like sticks and there's doing like twenty mile hikes. I like basic hiking with pretty views. um but yeah, I think just yeah. being outside and and walking around in nature is is a good um activity for me. I enjoy, it, and it's it's it is one of the perks of Southern California is that there's a lot of really good places for that. That's good.
0: April, what's your hobby? Um, playing with my dog
1: and yeah, also pepper.
0: pepper rules my life. She's my best friend. And also, um, I love cooking because my husband is a gardener and he has a lot of fresh food that I can cook with. He That's does. awesome. But he's a better cook than me. You, I've never eaten your cooking, so I can't say. Oh, okay. I've eaten your husband's baking, but not necessarily his cooking. Yeah. So April's husband makes the sourdough bread. And then he, like, makes a certain number every week, and then it gets divvied up to someone. Ooh. And I was like, I hope that's mine. And this week it was mine. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was great. Oh, so i I have to share my hobby? Yeah. I know this sounds ridiculous, but my hobby is shopping. And I don't mean, like, for clothes and stuff. Like, for me, my environment and my home, feeling a certain way and, like, feeling safe and feeling comfortable and feeling memorable. And really, like, I guess, like, bringing nice memories In from my past, like with scents and things, like I love that stuff. So, like I love going to boutiques and buying candles, and I love. But I'm always like looking for those very unique items for my home. That like it's not about being pricey. It's not about you know. It's not even about function, but it's like something that like you know. I have a little fox statue under my TV, and it's because of the McFly album Wonderland. It reminds me of that Um, stuff like that. Just makes me feel safe and comfortable, and so I. I just like to go to like downtown Franklin or Melrose Avenue in LA and just look for things that make me feel warm and fuzzy. So let's not be amazing.
1: Okay.
0: Number seven. Sometimes you're going to be better at giving advice than taking your own advice. So what you should do is find somebody like you and give each other advice, since you can't take your own advice. I think that's me and Cassie. Yeah, and we both know. And granted, like. Look, we've ran a business together for going on 13 years now. Like there have been some bumpy times. It's not a question, but like I think over the years we've really learned, like, I very much know Cassie's strengths and weaknesses as she does with mine. And I think we finally, instead of worrying about each other be both being everything at the company, we know who is good at what and when to ask that person for help on what we're working on.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, uh, it's, a uh, you know, it's weird because sometimes you like, if you think about it, like if you look at somebody that's in the same situation as you, you would, and you weren't in their head, you would be able to give them like the perfect advice for the situation, but it's so hard to do that with yourself. Um, so I think yeah. it's just important to have people in your life that you talk through, like things that are making you stressed out because it's hard to kind of see it 360, if you're in your own head and you have the m- emotions sort of clouding the situation.
0: Well, that too, like this morning, like I had a situation occur and I was leaving the doctor and actually I was going to the doctor. and I was like, Cassie, you have to handle the situation that I have. So she started handling it. And so I got on the doctor and I was like, Hey, checking in on the situation. And then I had next steps and like, seriously, it was such to me, a stressful situation. I was like, she was literally like, okay, here are our next steps." Like she told me what to do. And like, she knew that I needed that. Cause I was kind of all over the place. You know, and then it all happened, and
1: here we are. Yeah, sometimes you're just in the the thick of the woods and can't see through the trees, even though you're like three feet out from the field. Um, and it just wow, it just feels very. Well, intense. pretty deep. I guess so. I'm just thinking about nature.
0: Well, that's why I get stressed because I guess I was in the woods and I don't like that.
1: Yeah, you really don't like the woods. <laughs>
0: My one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs is "Out of, out the, of the Woods." woods. Um. Yeah, you're
1: like, I want to be out of the. If I'm fur in the woods, I want to be out.
0: Get me out of the woods. Get me out of the woods, Jack Antonoff. I would like to be out of the woods. Also, what is fun coming back. Okay. <laughs> well, that was number seven. So, seven things I wish I knew before starting my music business, our music business. That was yes. that. So It was just a little, little quick, little update there, but I think it's a good little chock full of information.
1: Um, Absolutely. and I hope
0: you guys learned something if you have more questions like this we're happy to answer them
1: yes you can we go are to our
0: instagram at how i got backstage or twitter at i got backstage or you can follow myself at Foliajade, jade f-o-l-i-e-a-j-a-d-e or cassie at cassie feature yes or email at info at how i got
1: this has been a Crowdserve production